Hey, Selenians, how are you? Things were looking so positive as we headed into the weekend last week, but I'm not so sure today. This is the seventh episode of our solely focused segment of the Inside Crypto podcast. And this series, we plan to cover the latest news regarding the constituents of our Solana ecosystem index. They are Serum, Marinate, Staked Solana, Radium, and Orca. This episode was recorded on July 12, 2022. The first thing we'll always dive into is the price action of the week and then go through any major news items with regards to the constituents. There's a lot of dev activity going on this summer and we get to dive into Serum's Dune dashboard. This and many more stories on today's episode. I have to mention nothing in this episode constitutes financial advice. Please do your own research. Anything said here is my own opinion and not to be connected with my employer. But I am forever grateful to them for helping make this podcast a reality. So please do check out our website and tokens we offer at tokens.amun.com. Thanks everyone for listening and don't forget to tune in next week where we help you get to grips with what is going on in the Solana ecosystem. Hi everyone, welcome back to another Last Week in Solana podcast. My name is Green, the host of the Inside Crypto podcast. Today we're talking about our solely indexed token. As you can see, things are looking pretty good, pretty green. Despite the market in the red the last time I checked Binance, but that is another story altogether. So we're here talking about the latest Solana news. As the podcast has changed its format in a sense in that while before we used to cover the last week's news, we're going to be covering all the news from the previous last week in Soli episode, so roughly about three weeks of news. We're going to try to cover the latest news as much as possible, but in some cases, they're going to be really important stories that I want you guys to be aware of. But anyway, let's dive into today's stories. But first of all, we have to check our Soli index token up 6.915%. The total market cap is $250,550. As you can see, we are at down to four constituents, Marinate, Stake, Solana, Serum, Radium, and Orca. They're the constituents over there. Serum, 38.65%. Marinate, Stake, Solana, 30.17%. Radium, 26.25%. And Orca, 4.92%. So interesting, things are kind of looking good on the index token front. The last rebalance was on July 2nd. So the next rebalance will be on the first business day of August. Uh, that is something to take into account. One of the things I also want to remind you guys, right? If you didn't watch our last Pico video, uh, we have revamped Pico and the next target for our revamp is Solana or Soli. If you haven't read this, please do go ahead and read it. It's written by Carson. You guys would have seen him on Telegram or Discord. It's a very interesting read, right? If you're into the math of rebalancing, you can have a look here to see how and why constituents are chosen. Definitely have a look here. It's very interesting. So one of the things I also want to talk about as well is Solana news in general, because Solana is the mother of this ecosystem in a sense. This was posted roughly about a week ago, and it shows how Solana NFT and activity has taken off. Let me show you guys the larger picture. So this is Ethereum NFT. You can see OpenSea looks rare, mints happening as well. And then we go and we look on the right and we can see Magic Eden, right? Magic Eden, you guys have heard me talk about it, right? I've minted two NFTs in Magic Eden. It's fantastic. And we can see Sandeep over here saying this looks grossly misleading. The units are ETH versus SOL instead of common ones like USD. I don't think this is misleading. If you look at OpenSea, you look at Magic Eden, right? Uh, Magic Eden does a fair amount of volume per week. And then again, you have the fact that while OpenSea's volume will be larger, I think the greatest number of users are definitely on Magic Eden because it is accessible, right? Uh, the price of one Solana is $36. Most mints are two, three, one, half a Solana. So it's very accessible for a lot of people. Ethereum, despite 
gas fees coming down significantly ethereum nfts are still not accessible right try to buy one of those moonbirds or one of the other things you're still paying one to two f which is one to two thousand dollars in this global economy is terrible and i would want to spend two thousand dollars on an nft not because i don't like nfts just because it's a bit dangerous if you don't mind me saying so so as usual, with our solely focused podcast, right, we're going to go through the news about our constituents. After we talk about Solana news as well, as you guys know, I usually include a video on each podcast. And this is uh, a video from ABC News, if I'm not mistaken. So it's roughly about two to three minutes or so. So if you'd like to skip it, please do. It's talking about the Fed, the interest rates that we're expecting to get information about later on this week so if you're interested please watch it i think it's good for you guys to have this holistic picture when you're looking at solely looking at solana looking at the constituent news as well okay otherwise please skip ahead two to three minutes and then we will talk about marrying it the federal reserve is warning of potentially more rate hikes to come as it tries to cool consumer demand and drive prices down from a 40-year high since march the fed has already hiked short-term interest rates by one and a half percent but what does that really mean for you Will rate hikes result in higher interest rates on credit cards, home and auto loans, home equity lines of credit, and small business loans? For borrowers, that means those products are only getting more expensive. But for savers, there is a silver lining. Early in the pandemic, when the Fed was cutting interest rates to stimulate the economy, the average rate for a typical savings account was around a paltry 0.06%. Now with the Fed's benchmark rate rising, banks are starting to follow suit, but don't expect them to mirror those rate hikes exactly. What the Fed does with interest rates is only one factor banks consider when setting rates. They also take into account how much money you have deposited and how much their competitors are offering. Some banks, especially online banks, are starting to offer interest rates on savings accounts of 1% or more. You want to put your money where it will be welcomed with open arms and higher yields. Experts recommend doing some comparison shopping and considering switching banks to take advantage of the latest rate increase. Online banks, smaller community banks, and credit unions typically offer higher interest rates than large national banks. Fed Chair Jerome Powell predicts the central bank could raise interest rates another one and three quarters percent over the remainder of the year to bring inflation down from its current 8.6 percent to the Fed's target goal of 2 percent. Now, if the Fed proves to be as aggressive as it's expected to be, experts predict interest on high yield savings accounts could top 3 percent by the end of this year. When trying to decide on the right type of savings account, evaluate your time horizon. If you'll need the money in less than a year or are using it as an emergency fund, then you'll want to find an option that gives you easy access to your money and avoid those that tie up your funds for too long. If you're willing to commit your money for a year or more, then a certificate of deposit or I-bond, which are also seeing rates rise, could be better suited to your financial goals. Wherever you choose to keep your money, be sure to always deal directly with a federally insured financial institution. Doing a little homework now can yield you and your money bigger returns down the road. Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching. Marinade always does these cool recap pictures with the cool, cute cartoon art as well. 
So it says this was posted on July 11th yesterday. It says it was a big week in the marinade kitchen. MSOL, MNDE, check out the three course meal of highlights. Uh, we can review July 3rd to July 9th. That was last week. MNDE liquidity mining gauges launched. So these gauges are basically, you can see how marinade is distributing the uh, marinade or the liquid stake Solana uh, between different validators. You can meet Solana legend, newest marinade ambassador. We can look at that guy just now. Uh, dialect integration on marinade app. I'm not sure what that refers to. And this sort of explains it. The marinade app also got more user friendly by integrating Say Dialect. Now users can opt in to receive notifications to their wallet or email or Telegram. Oh, I like that. Um, I'd love to get notifications in my wallet. I know Exodus does that for Solana stuff, but I think like notifications or the idea of having that one app that can do everything is pretty awesome. I like that idea in a big way. And this is the guy, the Solana legend, Soul legend. Uh, 6666 depending how you believe about that you can decide if that's a good number or a bad number um and, and lastly marinade was pleased to execute the token exchange program which is the next step in decentralizing the DAO by bringing in leading solana ecosystem validators and projects so things to read here all right so this is the guy excited to join the marinade finance ambassador program have been a long time user excited to partner with the premier liquid staking platform on solana Okay. Let's have a look who this guy is. It's always good to see people's Twitter, right? Co-founder of Monkey Doubt, and that is pretty famous. You should definitely have a look at it. I don't know enough about Monkey Doubt to explain to you guys what it is, but I know they're a pretty famous style. 130k Twitter followers, a YouTube channel as well. Good pressure. I'm going to have to check that out. Investing at Frictionless. He's a host as well. Looks like somebody pretty interesting. A lot of people do these brand deals as well because to sort of help promote your protocol. It, it's good as well when somebody has 130k followers, despite Elon Musk and him talking about bots. There are bots on Twitter for sure, but I still, if somebody has 130k followers, I think in my estimate anyway, they probably have about 10% of those are bots. So 1,300 or 1,300 people roughly. Maybe it's probably a bit more than that now that I think about it. It's probably half of those are bots probably, but that's still 60,000 people this guy is helping spreading the word about marinade steak Solana for. Let's go on to our next piece of news, which is Serum. Now, you guys know one of the big things I got into crypto and Twitter as well was because I believe that more people should be getting into the space. Okay, it's a very interesting video, something for you guys to have a look at. And I like these whiteboard videos because I think they make crypto and protocols are very accessible. Definitely have a look at this. It's very fun. I don't want to watch this whole video with you guys because it is three minutes and 37 seconds i would have loved to include this in the youtube video because but when you post these kinds of videos on twitter there's no way for you to download it by yourself but definitely have a look um it is an educational series so this is episode one uh, market liquidity and price discovery explained so they're going to be more so you should definitely be following serum on twitter if you are a twitter user i believe they have a youtube channel so i don't think this is posted there Okay, uh, next thing we're going to look at is I'm a big fan of Dune recently and somebody has created a Dune dashboard for Serum. So this has a lot of text as well. So you can see everything right there. The Serum ecosystem as well, which kind of looks a bit small now that I'm looking at it, but it's still there. It's still decently sized. And now we get into the number. So as you can see here, right, we can see the Serum token price for the last one year. We had a high, it looks like Almost $15 has come down a lot, like most projects have come down. This is the same token project's moving price, right? Same token all-time high, $13.42. 
medium price, 95 cents. Interesting. Then we have serum token allocation. Debbie looks like whales, right? So whales have the greatest amount of allocation. So this sort of goes into the narrative. And again, I'm not judging. I'm also not criticizing in any way. But again, this is a narrative that I have heard that people always criticize Solana for being, which is a very VC driven, where the very sort of wealthy people control a large amount of the protocol. And it definitely looks like that. The whales control like 98.4% of serum tokens, which is just incredible. I guess though, I don't know what that would be worked out on uh, Binance or Uniswap or TX or any one of these other protocols, right? Uh, how much was it the percentage that whales control? But I definitely don't think it is this big. Like 98.4%, that means 1.6% of people control the rest of Serum, which is a little bit disturbing in a sense, but yes. Serum token distribution broad latest. Okay, this explains Polygon. Well, a little bit on Polygon. That's interesting. Solana OKX. As Serum users... So in the last one month, 180,767 users. I wish this showed unique users, which would be more interesting. 10 most active addresses. So this guy, 25% of transactions, right? 4 million transactions from this address, 3.4 million. So these three wallet addresses control, what is that? 47, 48%, 58%. That would be 68% of transactions controlled by three wallet addresses, which is again, disturbing, but Again, it doesn't mean that Serum is bad or good or anything like that. It's just something to take into account that if somebody controls a large percentage of the protocol's addresses, they can move the token when it comes to governance as well. There are other things that, that can be done. Serum transactions in the last 180 days, things have tapered off as the crypto winter has onset. I wonder why this doesn't include any June data, which is a bit weird. Number of transactions in Sol USDC liquidity pool, the most popular market trading pair in Serum. 18 million transactions here, 9 million transactions there. Radium and Serum transactions in the last 14 days. Radium liquidity here, Serum. Wow, that is a big difference. All right, Serum volume in the last 24 hours. Okay, 2 million transactions, 182,000 transactions. Interesting. Um, what other interesting stuff do we have here? I see them down last six months. Serum TVL, $412 million. Of course, it's come down significantly. TVL percentage by market, 40% uh, in FIDA Ray. Okay. 21% in Sol USDC. I wonder what FIDA is. I seem to, I should remember that. I think we've covered it on a show. Similar liquidity pool, TVL. Again, Sol USDC. The largest liquidity pool, 125 million. Next is Ray USDC, Radium USDC, Ray and Serum, 34 million. Okay. And so these one, two, three, four, four, five protocols control the most liquidity. Okay, guys, I think we've talked about that enough. I don't want to keep up blabbering on and keeping you guys here. Next thing to look at as well, this is about Radium. It says, let's keep an eye on Stepin. 10 times more daily active users on Radium and 100 times more the Mango market. Both of them are being there for quite some time now in the Solana ecosystem. So Stepin daily active users, 66,000. So Stepin is that move to earn product, right? Or protocol where you get to buy some sneakers from Magic Eden. You do a certain amount of exercise per day. You earn GMT, I believe it is. And then from there, you can go and sell your GMT. So it's a move to earn in a sense, right? There are lots of questions about economics behind this and tokenomics. How can it be more sustainable? 
but it's still it's an interesting statistic to look at people are more active on step and though again not entirely surprising a lot of these sort of DeFi protocols like radium like serum they tend to be for a small percentage of users or whales but of course more people are interested in move to earn or play to earn uh, so this kind of makes sense all right let's move on to radium's second piece of news so it says radium is super excited to announce its next step towards decentralized ecosystem-wide liquidity on solana ecosystem farms all right it says radium set out to drive ecosystem-wide liquidity from the day one integration with serums on the next leg of this quest radium also became the first solana-based amm that allowed any DeFi user to create a liquidity pool for any token pair permissionlessly so we've seen a lot of this drive not just in solana but in quite a few different ecosystems where in order to get a liquidity farm, you'd have to apply and explain what your project is, talk about finances and funds and emissions and that sort of stuff. But a lot of projects are moving to the point where this is all done through a smart contract. You connect your wallets. You say, this is how much I want to emit. This is how much people earn. And it just does automatically. So it's ecosystem farms are the next big step on the journey, enabling teams to bootstrap liquidity in a decentralized manner so that the community can expect better prices for swaps and radium and deeper liquidity on any Serum Dex GUI. To learn more, check out the Medium post below. Okay, very interesting. Definitely something for you guys to read if you are into that. Okay, next thing is from Okra. It says, Okra may soon be cited in the themes. We are delighted to be hosting Solana Summit Camp along at Solana for four weeks, 20th of July to 17th of August. Wow, that's a long time. This is with Exchange, and then it's, it looks like Ochre may be there as well. Posted on July 11th. So if you're in London or planning to go to London and you're in the Solana ecosystem, you're a fan of Ochre and maybe you're a dev, this might be something for you to go meet some fellow developers and see what's going on in Solana. Okay, and the last piece of news I want to talk about today, guys, is highlights from the Ochre Governance. Explore the future of governance v zero with Oka co-founder Yutaro Mori. Last week in the Oka Discord, co-founder Yutaro shared his vision for Oka governance v0 with the Oka community. All right, so let's start off with a simple question. What is Oka governance and what is your vision for it? The principle behind the governance is that the Oka protocol can continue to thrive after the original core team is no longer critical to the operations and the just strategic decision-making of the Oka protocol. So, this is, again, another trend you're going to see with a lot of protocols. We've seen this in some sense. I believe it was, I don't remember what the protocol was, but that people want DAOs to take over the governance of these big protocols. Like the Marinade DAO is another good example. The idea, which is in some ways a super lofty idea, is that with blockchain, this new technology, we can devise ways for tokens to be used creatively. So let's see if we can use the originally minted 100 million Orca tokens, distribute them to folks who are interested in contributing to Orca, and see if we can set up a system where these tokens holders can guide the Orca product. I think that covers all the main bases. Governance is such a broad question. How should protocols be governed over time? What are the principles that guide the protocols for governance? How do you make sure those interested in governing adhere to these principles? Can you wind us into the history of Oka governance? What were the problems you foresaw that needed to be avoided for Oka governance v0? Can you tell us about the decisions you have made so far to bring us to where we are? Having some form of governance has been on our mind since day one, especially since the inception of Oka. While DeFi has seen many DAOs, they are, at least in my opinion, still fairly experimental. When we launched, AMMs were well understood. 
we had this hunch that AMMs were the future, that some form of AMM would be the way tokens are transacted on the blockchain. However, when we looked at DAO governance, it seemed that no one had quite figured it out yet. One of our principal philosophies going into the launch of Oka was not to have any preconceived ideas about how governance should work, but recognizing that there are certain attributes that contribute to successful governance that we should focus on. First, there must be something worth governing. We feel that Oka protocol is something worth governing. We were and still are big believers in Solana. There will always be a need to transact tokens on the Solana blockchain. That need in itself is valuable for the entire Solana ecosystem. We feel that the Oka protocol is therefore inherently valuable. Okay. So guys, this is a fairly lengthy medium post, right? Because it is community AMA that has been at least transcribed as a medium article. Please keep an eye out for that. It's definitely something worth reading if you are interested in Oka. And guys, this is pretty much it for today's video. I hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to check out our previous podcasts and interviews. So this week, I just did a second interview this morning with Yubo Lee. He's the Associate Director of Strategy for uh, Moon Tokens and 21 Shares. Uh, one of the things you guys will notice as well is moving into the future, we are going to have more podcasts with people on the 21 share size of the business. So maybe talking more about traditional finance and wrapping it up into a nice little beautiful crypto wrapper with a bow. So that's something to be aware of. So this week we are interviewing Yubo as well. He We had an interesting talk about opportunities in the crypto winter this morning, uh, very early this morning, 8 a.m. my time. Next week, I will be doing, as usual, a token show on Tuesday. And then next week we are interviewing Malisha. He's from Streamflow. Streamflow is like a payment provider, token vesting schedule system. I think Sci Options was another one we talked about on the Solana ecosystem. So he's pretty knowledgeable. He comes to us from DeFi Kai. I don't know if you remember DeFi Kai's episode. A very cool young man interested in crypto, very passionate. And then I think the next week after that, we might not have an interview because I might do a Tuesday podcast and I might not do an interview that week because I will be on holiday, a very short holiday. But guys, yep, lots of stuff going on in Solana. Lots of stuff going on in crypto. Please be careful, right? Make sure you research everything yourself. And I will talk to you guys come this Friday for you, Bully's interview. Thank you very much, guys, and talk to you later. That's all we have time for today, folks. I and everyone at Amun really appreciate you stopping by. Please don't forget to follow us on social media, Twitter at Amun, A-M-U-N, Telegram at Amun Tokens, or stop by our Discord and join in the conversation. If you are Chinese speaking, we now have a Telegram group just for you, Amun Tokens CN. We are also on Reddit at r slash Amun Tokens. Amun also puts out a monthly newsletter with the latest insights on the crypto market. You can sign up for that wonderful piece of writing on the bottom of our homepage. If you're looking for a place to call home, there's nothing better than the Amun community. Looking forward to chatting with you and see you guys next time.